This is Wrench Nation. Car talk, car culture, car tips, car music, all that is car. Wrench Nation Car Talk. Call or text your questions now. Imagine beating traffic by flying above it in your own car. You basically have 12 moving parts, 10 motors, and two control sticks. Physically, I think it's very conceivable that a vehicle like this might go at some point 50, 60, maybe even 100 miles per hour. Those people will be willing to fly on these devices, live next to a device like this that flies in your neighborhood and so on. Well, that's what we're talking about. You guys are all upset because you're in traffic. Well, the flying car is here, people. Wouldn't you know the flying car is here? It may not be like ready for sale here. But it's being tested now. We could take you back to the Jetsons. The mission of Kitty Hawk is to get everybody to fly every day and eventually to get rid of traffic. Meet George Jetson. Now, it's a long step from flyer to that, honestly. This is a recreational vehicle. But in the far distant future, I can see that maybe we take something similar like this uh, and fly uh, into New York and Manhattan. Well, that's right. I mean, you, you guys know. Uh, we all have that in common, people. You're in traffic. None of us are privy unless you're working at home. If you're working at home, you got other kinds of traffic. Maybe you got traffic to the grocery store with your skateboard, whatever it is. But the bottom line, I don't think any of you hear the word traffic and feel all good inside. That's like therapy. Welcome to the show, Frank, with Wrench Nation people. Glad to have you guys back. We are talking about... Well, we just had to investigate the, the flying car. I don't know if you've heard about the flying car. Bree's in house here. Bree, welcome to the show on the board. Bree, we love you. Hey, thanks for having me on Ranch Nation. It's always a pleasure. Well, you're always here. You just do an amazing job. I mean, I could, the board has all these switches. I can't mess with that. Yeah, there's a lot of buttons. I get to push them. It's, it's like job. NASA. But, you know, the thing is, uh, the flying car, you may have seen some of these reports. And I figured, you know, we got to dive into this because this is fascinating. Some of you have a drone. You went out and bought a little drone. Maybe a little $30 drone, $40, $100, $800. You got one of them fancy DJI drones. I have one. I love that one. But now, would you take it up a notch, you droners, and would you actually get into your own little drone to take you where you want to go? You'd pop in. There's a little, there's a little capsule that you'd get into. I think it'd be fun. I don't know. You know, I mean, I'm I'm just visualizing all of the awful things that could go bad. But imagine how cool it would be to just have that sky to yourself. Well, a lot of the engineers today, specifically in in Germany, we're going to get to that. We're going to cover. We're going to dive in. We're going to investigate how can these things be safe. I will tell you that in Germany, they're testing it. Audi and Airbus. Look, the Germans. Oh, they sprechen sie Deutsch. They're innovators. They're not afraid. We want your questions uh, and your comments. Uh, show topic is the flying car. Would you entertain getting into a flying car? 480-655-8870. And, uh, you know, we always got the bribes. We've got something special for the first 10 callers. I've got a pretty cool high-powered pocket led flashlight people this thing is really i I lit it up in the studio earlier and brie was blinded this thing is pretty cool 
I will give you one of these LED flashlights just for participating. 480-655-8870. We have so many friends of the show. Uh, The Parts Authority. Thank you, The Parts Authority. They are hooking us up with the LED light that we're going to give away. And again, first 10 callers. We want to know what is on your mind. Would you entertain a flying car? Germany's got them. They're testing them. Now, they're not available. We're not saying you can go and buy one. But think about it. We've come a long way. You can buy a drone. Back in the day, the drone was government issue. Now, you guys, I had one fly over my house. Now, how many of you actually been in a situation where you're sitting minding your business in your backyard, you're chilling out, it's 9 o'clock in the evening, whatever, whatever you do, drinking, barbecue, whatever, and you got this drone flying over. That was actually pretty scary to me, to be quite frank with you. Scary by the way of, I don't know, it's something about my backyard. Includes the space around me, side by side from me, and above me. That means if I see something flying over, and it's creepy, it's not a plane. Like, you know, okay, that's a flight path. Here's a drone doing all kinds of funkiness with lights beeping. And you can hear them. So we want to know, would you get into a flying contraption? 480-655-8870. And we'd like to know if that's something you'll participate with. And, of course, we've got JB is coming up uh, second segment. We always like to challenge you mechanical maniacs with the challenge question for some special prizes. And uh, But first, we've got to get into the meat and potatoes. You guys have reached out to us. Whether you texted here at the station, 480-655-8870. This show is about you. I say it every week. Right now, you've got a car problem. Don't get sidetracked. This show is about you and all of your car care needs, man. So you may have a check engine light. Maybe your brake pedal's all funky. It's sinking to the floor. Or as we always like to say, you dance in the Macarena. That car is a Macarena happening. Little vibrations and all kinds of action on the freeway. Call us, 480-655-8870, or text in your car question as we talk about flying cars. We're going to dive in deeper. But we did have some of you reach out on a Facebook, Wrench Nation Facebook. And uh, earlier in the week, we had gentlemen out of Los Angeles uh, who had a situation. Boy, and this really is, boy, it sucks when you guys have a situation where you can't open the door, like from the outside or the inside. And you're trapped. You just can't get in. Now you slide in through the passenger side. And now you got to make your way. You're bumping into this shifter and you got to slide in. And, you know, in the movies, they make it look cool. Like you're just going to jump in and slide in. But in actuality, you got a little Honda Accord and that becomes a pain. So this gentleman had an issue. He couldn't obviously get into the door, uh, specifically the door locks. Um, the handles from the outside and the inside. I want you people to understand something. The likelihood of you pulling the door panel from the inside, that's going to be rough. For most seasoned mechanics, it's rough. The door won't open, and now we've got to pull the skin. So here's a tip. And one of these tips, you're probably going to say, wow, that's why we listen to this show. Why, why, why you're not, why, you're not telling me how to fix it? Well, I'm all about practicality, man. And the practicality is, Call somebody like a tow truck to come out and unlock it. You take a standard old Slim Jim. Let's not, look, let's not get crazy. Many of you right now don't have any assistance. 
What does that mean? Well, look, you can try to do your own stuff, but as a part of your car care, you need to drop a couple bucks a month and be able to call a AAA-like assistance. And AAA will come out. It's the, I mean, Bree, if you've got AAA. We've got it. It helps. Yeah. Now, I, what am I going to do? USAA, but but still, I mean, the idea is I call them and then they come out. They it's assistance. It. And what mm-hmm. I'm saying is I could give you all the technical mumbo jumbo about how to potentially butcher your own door to get it open. But the bigger thing is get yourself some roadside assistance. Flat tire, boom, call somebody. Battery jump, call somebody. It's on them. And then you can chill out, man. This is what good car care common sense is all to do with the right help. So think about that. And we also had one more. We had a 2012 Chevy Equinox. This actually came in on the Wrench Nation. You guys can reach out to us on Facebook. Direct message. Um, I think right now Facebook. I don't know. I don't have it set up um, to be able to post on the main feed. But you can certainly post in the direct message. 2012 Chevy Equinox. This poor fellow, Keith, he's got a gas cap situation that says on this particular year, it'll say tighten gas cap or check gas cap. It comes on the dashboard. And this poor guy minds his own business. It comes on and he gets out on his merry way to go to tighten up the gas cap. And sure enough, he drives and within a few miles or maybe a day, they recheck the gas cap. It's like, well, I just, wait a minute. I just checked that lousy dough, geez. And then he does the same thing. Happens a third time, and now the check engine light comes on. I want you to understand something. For this particular vehicle, this 2012, if you tighten that gas cap, you know, it's going to click, and that reminder comes on, replace the gas cap. That's a good start. That's a safe bet. Now, within the gas cap, people, buy a factory cap. And all of my parts houses are going to say, well, you can buy our cap. Well, I'm just giving you the real and raw. I've had problems with your caps in the garage. So if you have a gas cap issue, get you a nice factory gas cap. Now, with the check engine light on, diving in further a bit, and of course, we haven't tested anything for this gentleman, but you have to understand those systems. Think of a balloon, people. And inside that balloon, you have fuel vapor. And the outlet to that balloon is the gas cap. Surrounding this balloon is various on and off devices to vent and so on. Bottom line is you could have an evaporative problem. And that has to be smoke tested. Like you can't see fuel vapor. If you can see fuel vapor, then you got a special seat right here on the show. Come on in and talk to me about how you can see fuel vapor. (laughs) But it will have to be smoke tested. So Keith, give that a shot. Try that. Uh, new gas cap and right now we've got to get to boy every week there's all kinds of stuff well all right we got some automotive news for you and this one is uh highlighting some recalls oh boy i hate to give you guys this this recall news but you got to know many of you drive a lexus uh you know one hundred twenty-one thousand of these lexuses or, you know, it's an opportunity to catch on fire. Oh, my goodness, an opportunity to catch on fire. Toyota Lexus luxury brand is recalled 121,000 vehicles worldwide for what they call a fuel dampener. It can leak fuel, cause a problem, create a risk of fire. 
So this fuel damper is going to live on the fuel rail. For all my mechanics tuning in across the country, you guys know we've replaced them. And in fact, quite frankly, I don't get it because Toyota's had some fuel problems with these dampeners over the years. You know, my question is like, and I, I, I wish they would recall things sooner than later. We go in and we repair these things. And we, okay, that was the fifth one this month. There should be a recall coming. But that's not the case. So understand if you have a Lexus, uh, you may have an issue with that fuel dampener. You can always call me at the garage uh, or just get a hold of us on Ranch Nation Facebook if you're not sure how that all works. We want to make sure you guys are safe. Well, we got another story out of Mexico. Mexico's had this issue, people, with crime. We all know the, the gangsters. What's wrong with you gangsters? Do a clean business. Stop killing each other. <laughs> but that's a fact. That may make no sense. You almost have to kill each other if you're going to run the streets. I guess that's what they do. But that murder rate is the highest, and it has been really high. And so what that's done, it's pushing an industry, the bulletproof car, people. The bulletproof car production in Mexico is high and mighty. It's off the rails. It is almost double-digit increase from year over year. Now, what does that mean? Well, it means just that. If you're in a bad business and you're in a crime situation, you probably have to roll around with a bulletproof car. Uh, you know, they've had 25,000 murders. Now, I'll give you perspective. What does that mean? That's a lot of murders. That's sad, people. In the United States, we had about 15,000, 16,000. That's the number to give you perspective. So that business of bulletproof cars is, uh, is just that's booming right now. And uh, Audi is involved. They begin making an armored version of that Q5. You guys drive an Audi, that Q5. That's a nice-looking light sport utility. And uh, they're supplying. I guess the price is going to be right around that $87,000 for that. So know about it. Maybe. I don't know if it's high on the list. I'm thinking Mexico is still a safe place. I don't want to be promoting it's a problem. I like Mexico. My Mexican peeps in Rocky Point, I love you to dear. I, look, I broke down in Mexico. If you break down here and don't have roadside assistance, chances are that somebody you help you, eh, it's fair. But man, if you got a six-pack of Corona permanently installed in the backseat of your truck in a nice cooler, and I mean this all sincerely, Mexico, I broke down. And I had a bunch of people helping me out over some beer. But just know that. Anyway, that's your news. Uh, We're going to cover the flying cars. I know you're fascinated. I want to know if you'd get in one. Don't be shy. 480-655-8870. Would you get your fairy tale inside one of these fancy flying cars? Traffic is killing you. You're living in traffic. Would you get into a flying car? Next. Well, listen up. I'm talking to you about one of the premier auto parts superstores in the country, Parts Authority. One of the biggest problems that we can have in a modern day garage is when our parts don't arrive on time or the quality of our parts are just not there. The Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstores, amazing service, knowledgeable counterfolk, national program, quick delivery, AC Delco, Monroe, Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstore. If you're an installer or own a garage, you need to check out PartsAuthority.com. This is Wrench Nation. Nothing's wrong. Call or text your questions now. Who's gonna drive you home? 480-655-8870. Well, all right, we asked you the question. Uh, if you would have any kind of interest in get, look, you probably play with a drone. You little have a little toy drone. 
or you got a fancy drone with a cami, would you get into a flying drone? Your own personal pull up in front of your lawn drone, take you to wherever you got to go. 480-655-8870. Listen, we are being generous with you. We've got these pocket work lights, 175 lumens. You just stick it in your pocket. Surprise people at night if you're looking at scorpions or whatever you want to do. It'll blind you. It'll blind you. This thing is bright. And I've got 10 of these in the studio, people, because I love you. You guys know how we roll on Wrench Nation. 480-655-8870. We got Tom Bunch. Tom, are you hanging with us? Yes, sir. Well, listen, I, you know, good afternoon. We appreciate all you do uh, for Evit and you calling into the show here. Uh, You got a drone? I have five drones. I don't just have one. Are you why now? Let me ask you. Why are you hanging out with five drones? Well, uh, I got them for uh, my kids, and I have grandkids now, so uh, uh, we take turns uh, flying. And I like that. <laughs> yeah. So you know, you have a little drone weekend action. I mean, it's like going to that's right the airstrip, yeah. and and then they're relatively safe. Well. Uh, you know, uh, also too, I'm a retired uh, commercial pilot, so uh, fascinating. You know, uh, I, I, I've I've flown, you know, all over the uh, state of Arizona, um, you know, from Sky Harbor to uh, Parker Dam, uh, Lake Havasu City area, and you know, just all over the state. And I enjoy flying. Well, that uh, means you would probably get into a, a drone, your personal yes, drone. Yes, sir. I definitely would. Uh, I enjoy flying and. Uh, and the thing that, uh, the idea that comes to me is, well, if they're going to be selling drones or flying cars, then uh, there's got to be some type of technology that uh, goes with them. Uh, you know, there's got to be, uh, you know, sky rules and regulations for uh, uh, driving the sky. Yeah, no uh, doubt. And in fact, one of the problems they're having, and I, and I think you can appreciate this, uh, in terms of GPS... Right now, uh, traditional GPS is available for a one to two millimeter accuracy, two centimeters required. That's critical. So, like landing these things, sort of in an automated fashion, we have to be that much more precise. Yes. Yep. Definitely. Uh, but uh, you know, along with that, uh, you know, you have to you have to remember that uh, when I got my master's degree, I I was top of the state of the art. I had an IBM Selectric uh, typewriter, okay? Yeah, I was going to say that was celebrated back in the day. All right. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Uh, <laughs> I love that. I'm on the cutting edge of computers, okay? Uh, I hear uh, you. Well, let me ask you. If you, if I was a, a flying manufacturer, let's say Kitty Hawk is a company that has one right yeah. now, uh, it, what would you tell me? Like, what would be your first thing that you'd like to see? regarding a personal flying drone-like device? Well, uh, you know, I'd like to uh, see it, uh, uh, a passenger uh, set for four, you know, uh, in a flying machine, and, uh, you know, so you can take passengers uh, along with you. But uh, also, too, uh, you know, uh, uh, there has to be a whole bucket full of safety. You know, uh, you know uh, today in our technology uh, computer, uh, in the computer age, I can see where it would be very uh, advantageous to have, uh, and the drones are, are pretty much along the same lines as far as balancing and everything else. Yeah. And, uh, you know, something, I think that uh, we have the technology to actually hone 
that uh, type of capability. Yeah. And uh, and I would not be at all surprised if we don't see uh, flying cars and drones. Well, it's happening. Next, uh, it's happening. I want you to tune in. I can respect the pilot in you. Tune in. Uh, I've got the pocket light, work light. You can either pick it up at the station or visit me down at the garage, Desert Car Care, there on Chandler Dobson. Uh, Tom, I'll save you one of these uh, lights for you. Fantastic. And we always appreciate well, you I- tuning in, partner. All right, very good. So you can appreciate that. I mean, coming from a pilot, you know, they're they're not going to have the same perhaps fear you may have in in jumping into something like this. But I want to share with you before we bring in JB, uh, and we will get to, we had a few of you text in. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But Kitty Hawk is, uh, that's the real deal, people. Uh, Kitty Hawk, essentially, you guys remember Larry Page, uh, the Google co-founder. He actually has one of these little self-propelled drone. Look, it's a drone. Right now, it's a drone. You're not going to get a jet self-flying situation. But that Kitty Hawk flyer, which was sort of uh, revealed, uh, CNN did a whole story on it. In fact, some of our opening clip was uh, from that CNN expose where the reporter, come on, let's face it, she wasn't like flying over cities. She was only like four feet over the water. They wouldn't let her go any, any, any crazy with that. I mean, you know, so there, the technology for safety, certainly um, similar to these vehicles with the driving awareness systems. Uh, radar, LIDAR, lasers, all this stuff that has to work together. If we're going to have an autonomous situation develop, like Dubai has that. We're going to dive in a little deeper on Dubai. I've got that next segment. JB, let's bring in our wiser advisor, man, because we like to give you stuff. JB, are you with us? Yes, I am, man. Thank you for having me back. We appreciate you. Of course, JB was in studio last week. He was hanging hard in the heat, and he is probably happy he's back in uh Pennsylvania, am I right? Uh, you're right, man. 85 <laughs> never felt so good. You ain't whining. All you people whine when it's 88 degrees, and it's going to be like 115 next Friday here in the desert. <laughs> well, God bless you. I know. Well, you know, we just we have uh, therapy. Uh, anyway, the people want to know, and, and before we set up the question, I want to remind you, listening, 480-655-8870. We're family up in here. This is your show. Don't feel like you can't call in because we're not going to answer you can text us because right now JB's got the wiser advisor both on challenge question for a work light, a fancy work light. Let's keep it simple. What do the people need to, what do they, what do they got to answer this week? Well, it's pretty straightforward, Frank, like you said. The question is, what year was the first flight ever made by a self-propelled cl- uh, craft? Ah. 1910 or 1903. All right. So if you think you have the answer, 1910 or 1903, you can text or call 480-655-8870. The question, JB, again. What year was the first flight ever made by a self-propelled craft, 1910 or 1903? So there you have it. You know, we haven't, you know, JB, we, I think man since, well, going back to the Greeks with, uh, they put little flappy flaps on their shoulder and they, we've always wanted to fly. Yeah, man. That's the greatest thing in the world. Think about the freedom that you have up there. You yeah, but JB, would you get in? Life. Come on, the freedom is one thing, but would you have sort of this autonomous situation where you know you you park a drone in front of your house that you could get into and you can get to work? That would you get in one? Well, I mean, think about this. I would definitely get one. Get in one that if it's automatically handled. And the reasoning behind that is 
it doesn't have to fight all the other traffic. When you start thinking about the whammo cars and all that stuff out there, there's so much unknown on every road between pedestrians, cars, bumps, you name it. But imagine flying above it, how much easier that would be. Yeah. Right now, there's uh, five companies. There, there's actually flying cars currently, of course, in testing. Uh, we have mentioned on the show some time ago, uh, Ehang 184 out of China. It's pretty funny. You guys, you have to check out this YouTube video because I love my Chinese brothers and sisters, but they did this sort of commercial on it. And uh, they, I guess they were delivering gifts to Santa in, a, in another short distance area of China. And <laughs> it's just a Chinese commercial, like it was done in English. So, you know, they did their best, but you essentially have this capsule, you pop it open and you sit in it and it has a little screen in the front and that screen you can detach and off you go. I mean, it, and so now Ehang 184 JB in China, they actually have a control center. They can control. So they're actually functioning from a control center out to the vehicle. That's right. So wow, and and it's funny in this video. It's not funny, but I thought it's ironic. You know, when you get new technology, you know. So here's this. I mean, this control center. Just imagine, like a NASA control center. And it was in the video. They only showed like seven people in this big eighteen thousand square foot room. I'm like, I would have staged it where there was there was a beehive of activity to make it look like you mm-hmm. know. So, um. Know about that uh, Ehang 184, and of course, uh, Dubai, you know, we mentioned uh, the Dubai's playing around with it. Uh, let's talk about the, the, the fear. JB, when you get on a plane, and many of you get on a plane, you have a fear of flying. Well, um, fortunately, I've never had a fear of flying. I would, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a pilot. So being up in the air is one of the greatest things in the world. But um, I know there's a lot of people that freak out when they go on planes. Since I'm flying all the time, I wind up sitting next to them and trying to keep them distracted. Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of fear, but um, we're going to dive into the psychology. Kobe had texted us because we asked you, maniacs, would you get into a flying car? Would you actually get in it? Now, it seems like the sentiment, Kobe's one that represents quite a few of you that texted in. Uh, you would, but you're scared of others. Isn't that the fact? I mean, mm-hmm. we're driving our vehicles, and, we, and we're the best drivers. What are they doing? So, like, technology, JB, that has to save the day. If you're, if you're going to have a drone, you better have the technology because we can't afford to, like, he, I can't worry about the next guy. Yeah, I mean, think about this. Maybe the first real drones that are flying cars should be like ambulances or something like that because they can get above the traffic and they can get to the wherever they need to be, land, pick up the person, and get them right to the hospital. I mean, think about that, how much faster that would be. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny you mentioned because Ehang 184, like selling it to the public right now, is a little leery. I mean, some of us, like myself, you, and a few others that have texted in, yeah, we're all for it. We'll jump in. But to sell that to the public, we're not ready for that right now. No, no. I mean, we're just no. not ready. So when you mention sort of this ambulance service, E Hang 184 out of China, they actually are working on a deal with an American company to deliver organs. Wow. That there was stated in that video. So, you know, there's going to be baby steps to it. But, you know, I, I, I think that Dubai, <laughs> Dubai is uh, it, 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 like you and 
guys, check it out on YouTube because it's all over YouTube. Uh, Dubai, you can actually you can get in one. And I mean, they had some they've had their fair share of accidents, but nobody globally has covered any news. Now, I don't know if they're just trying to stuff the news and they don't want people to know how bad it is. But um, in Dubai, you can you can fly one. Uh, I think it's 20, 20 minutes, 200 pound. These things are small. Very small. They're very tight. Now, many of you are saying to yourself, okay, great. Well, what are the redundancy systems? Uh, Tom Bunch called in. He's a pilot. He's a pilot. He's flown. Part of flying is you've got to have backup to the backup to the backup. What happens if you start falling and you don't have any controls anymore? Well, most of these drones, if we look at, if you understood what EHANG 184 means, right? The one in 184 is one passenger. The eight is eight motors, they're, they're blades, they're fan motors, just like a drone, same principle, on the top and bottom of four arms. That's 184. That's how that, that's how that name comes. I mean, it's as simple as that. Now, the redundancy is if you lose one top motor that's spinning, in theory, the device, the flyer... <laughs> We're still getting used to this term. The flying vessel would <laughs> would counteract. Another one of those vessels, man. Look out. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> hey, don't say that going to Dubai. Dubai, those people are proud about their, don't, I mean, that's accepted over there. But th- those are the redundancies. And, of course, sort of, you would have to have a control station. I mean, like. Well, did you know? Did you know that the military drones, many of them, are actually controlled from a place in the West there, and it might actually be in Arizona. I think and it's they, next to one of these Circle Ks because there's some suspicious activity in these Circle Ks sometimes. Even though they're flying across the ocean in another part of the world, these people are actually flying them indirectly from this room. Oh, big time! Yeah, the military's yeah. been rem- doing stuff remotely. Um, one of my notes, I, I just thought this fascinating in preparing this for you guys. Um, let's, let's go back in time a little bit because you would think like the flying car, we all love the Jetsons and you youngsters, Snapchat Jetsons. I think the Jetsons are on Snapchat right now, but the Jetsons, I mean, as kids, we grew up we're like, Oh, that would be so cool. But the coolness of it can change dramatically if it's not like cool, safe or practical. Right. Um, In 1942, people, the Soviet Armed Forces experimented with a gliding tank. Wow. They they tried in in 42, but it was, they just couldn't, they wanted to glide the tank, like, which means. (laughs) Tanks are not light. (laughs) Well, the Soviets, you know, when you, when you get a little vodka action, you know, anything is possible. I mean, I like the innovative ideas and thinking. In 1956, people. The U.S. Army's Transportation Research Command, they began investigation into flying Jeeps. <laughs> they wanted to get, like, the Jeeps have been around. I mean, the Jeep culture comes out of World War II people, and uh, they wanted to mess around with flying Jeeps that would have been ducted fan-based aircraft that were envisioned to be a little smaller than the helicopters. So they would have these, they would have these little Jeep... <laughs> <laughs> what was it the cj3 or whatever it was not like the cj5 or 7 but the beginning era of the cj jeep would have been flying around that would have been a little goofy looking yes and an easy target probably at that yeah now dig this jb this is going back we all know henry ford 
Henry Ford was a game changer for the automotive industry. Mm-hmm. We know this. Yes, he was. Well, back in 1926, Henry Ford didn't stop. He experimented with a single-seat airplane that they actually called the Sky Flyver. Yeah, and also, didn't he have a, a special plane, a three-engine plane or something of that sort that he also developed? Yeah. Well, he had to abandon it because, now imagine in 1926, the heyday of 1926, you had so many vehicles. And at, remember, we just all, we only had 20 years from a horse and boogie or so. Could you imagine in 1927 at some World's Fair, here's Henry Ford introducing a flying Model T or whatnot. <laughs> He would have freaked people out, I believe. Definitely. Let's just like the movie Flubber when they're flying the Model 2. Yeah. You know, there were so many movies. I mean, we all know about Back to the Future, Doc Brown. He's getting down with Marty and his girlfriend, Jennifer. They're hanging out in the DeLorean. Every time you see a DeLorean, yep. you're like, oh, all right. That was that was the in Back to the Future. The Fifth Element had uh, uh, flying taxi cabs. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. There were so many movies. My favorite right there, man. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Wasn't that a classic? (laughs) Like, you you saw them, like, taking off the cliff, and you you were like, oh, is is it going to fly? Wings have to come out really slow and everything like that. You're like, wow. I think, personally, I think we're late to the game on flying vehicles because we when, when Hollywood starts to, like, make the movies on the flying stuff, Come on, get it together, technology. We want our flying vehicles. That's the bottom line. If we see it in, you know, we see it in the movies, stop teasing us. But we're going to dive in a little further. JB, thank you for joining us, you maniac. Yeah, man. Thank you very much for having me on, Crazy. Yeah. (laughs) That's JB with Bolton. You guys stick around. We're going to dive in a little bit. Let's talk about the five companies that are leading the way with flying vehicles. And, of course, you can text 480-655-8870. Come back with us, Ranch Nation. Bolt-On Technologies Automotive Software Solutions. Auto repair shops that have Bolt-On Technologies software provide customer vehicle condition reports including photos and text, real-time digital reports, multi-point inspections, estimates, and repair information at your fingertips. Info at boltontechnology.com. Ranch Nation, Car Talk. Call or text your questions now. 480-655-8870. Big shout outs to our podcast listeners. You guys know if you catch a show a little late, we upload that every Sunday on iTunes. Uh, and thank you very much. Uh, you podcasters rock. You can catch many of our shows uh, on iTunes going back, as well as uh, text us, 480-655-8870. We are, I've got these little pocket lights. These are pretty cool. Um, and many of you have texted, so we'll make sure to get your information The question I have for you is, would you entertain getting into a flying car? Now, that may sound like a simple question, but I want to know your thoughts. And many of you reached out and said, well, you know, I would jump in, but what about that other guy? Well, it's fair to say, trust on the fact that these engineers designing the future of the flying car are going to have all those technology components in place. Now, will they have the psychological points in place? In other words... Many of you have a genuine fear of flying. I have a fear of heights. They say that in order to face your fears, you literally have to just do that. You face your fears. You have to just do it. But I want you to know that in the design, and I think my airline people and my pilots would appreciate this, to sort of tackle this 
claustrophobic situation because that that's really what triggers a lot of it. You can have a fear, but it starts when you get to the airport. So that's the anaclophobia. That's a long word, man. But bottom line is the fear of crowds. Think about it, people. You're a normal human being. Everything's cool. But the minute you get into a busy airport, you build up a little level of fear. That's the first moment of fear, which then leads into xenophobia, people, the fear of strangers. Now, you guys may be listening and saying, well, what does this have to do with flying cars? Well, I think it has a lot to do with it because I think the design of all of these items for us to sort of as is is a humanity that are going to buy into this flying car we got to address the fear and again it starts a fear of crowds fear of strangers and then you get into that tube of an airplane and then you got claustrophobic situations this is a fact so boeing decided they knew this boeing made those windows for you some of you that may have started with a fear of you know triggered with uh, crowds and then you got the, and you're sitting in there, and then <laughs> these planes are small. Come on, let's face it. There's other things going on in a small plane. Like, how about body odor? So the windows of that Boeing were increased. They were made 65% bigger because that's what made you calmer when you're flying. Now, the seats haven't gotten bigger. That's for sure. They've stuffed us in there pretty good. But just know about 8% of you literally have what they call Avia, AVO, I should say, phobia. So from avionics, the word AVO, you guys are about 8% of you are just, I'm not getting in that thing. I'm going to take a, I'm going to, how many people have you met in your life that said, yeah, we're, we're traveling across the country. And you're like, oh, you flying? No, we're going to drive. Why would you? Well, I mean, okay. And they're not, they're just going. They want to get like coast to coast in two days. It's one of those things they don't want to fly. So if you think you can get in one of these flying contraptions, 480-655-8870. I'd like to know. I got some flashlights. You guys can uh, give us a call. Listen, and in 2013, technology is coming because if you go back to 2013, where I guess NHTSA, our, our government arm, really started measuring highway deaths, measuring in a way that change had to come. I mean, we've always been measuring things, but change by way of technology inside of 40,000 deaths a year. So technology came in with ADAS systems, and we talk about that a lot on the show. So there's no doubt within the arena of a flying vessel that you can guarantee that technology will be tested not only by government standards, but by individuals testing and testing. We mentioned Germany uh, with uh, Airbus and Audi. Those Germans always cutting edge. You know that. Not to say we're not, but we're watching everybody else first, I think, is my opinion. Do we have Greg Buckley on? I think we do. Greg Buckley from Buckley's Auto Care. Welcome to the show. I have a feet up in my flying Vega. I'm telling you, like, who'd have thought? Like, here we are, Greg, in 2018, <laughs> man. These flying cars are being tested. I know they are. It's crazy. It's absolutely nuts. Um, you got to wonder... Is it another competing situation for transportation needs? I mean, are we looking at how we can fly from point A to point B locally versus let's look what uh, Elon Musk is doing with the boring company. He's thinking that, you know what, maybe we better, we're better off going underground 
to get from point A. Well, I like that idea too. Look, I think everyone universally, all age groups from all generations would agree. When you hear, I brought this up at the beginning of the show. When you hear the word traffic, you're not feeling happy inside. I'll tell you right now. And I think no, this, is an, this is an attempt to maybe come up with some solutions. Whether you're going underground or hanging out with the Jetsons up in flying cars. The more safe options that are out there, the easier the traffic will be. Well, one Let of these, happen. yeah, the, uh, there is uh, the Dubai Flying Taxi Drone. It's a two-seater, 18-rotor, unmanned flying vehicle. Now, again, <laughs> it's made by the German firm Volokopter. Uh, which is backed up, uh, ironically, by that German company Daimler. Uh, Greg Daimler is a big powerhouse. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. And I, mean, I think there's a good. No, no, I was just going to say, answering to Bree's concern, which is all our concerns. Like I'm afraid of dropping out of the sky. Well, this particular mm-hmm. Dubai flying taxi has an emergency parachute. Do you feel safer? <laughs> Uh, I feel like no, I need parachute not, not, lessons. <laughs> not particularly. I'm not. I'm not. I, I wouldn't feel safe. I no mean, doubt. Uh, you know, and then you got to think. Okay, so what do you want to do? You want to take it? You want to take a flying taxi from, uh, let's say, one part of L.A. to the next, or what's that commute like, and what's that market like? Um, I, I really am still up in the air whether or not this type of transportation mode is. One, is it sensible? Two, is it safe? And, you know, when is the market going to say, all right, you know, let's think about this? I mean, there, there's so many factors involved. Uh, I I particularly think, I mean, I know we're talking about flying cars and all that, but I, I actually think Elon Musk may have the better of the ideas by burrowing underground. I like to- that idea. I love it. I love it. But I, I think there... Look, man, I think some of us, what it, I think what it is is when we go up, the fear of crashing, period, is what's in us. I mean, that's going to be a tough sell. Yeah, absolutely. Now, here's, a, I, mean, here's I just got breaking news. Are you ready? Uh-huh. This is, this is breaking news. Oscar Meyer adds a jetpack <laughs> to the Wiener fleet. Now, they're trying to go up. What is going on? <laughs> I'm telling you, Real this hot, was reported. Hot dogs in the sky. Oscar Mayer's super hot dogger delivers hot dogs by jetpack. We are fascinated with flying, people. <laughs> Just wait for the mustard and relish. Yeah, the Thunderball-style jetpack is flown by a superhero character called Super Hot Dogger. Oscar Mayer's <laughs> Wiener Fleet, man. They're calling it the Wiener Fleet. They're going up. So I'm telling you, the, the culture of flying... We want to fly, Greg. Greg, it's always uh, always a pleasure to have you on. Greg Buckley, Buckley's right. Auto Care out of Wilmington. You rock, brother. All right, guys. See you. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's uh, it's one of those things. We're going to probably uh, follow up with a little bit more of the flying car topic. You guys stay tuned. We want to dive in a little bit more. I've got some special weird automotive news. Since 1919, Standard Motor Products has been manufacturing premium replacement parts for the evolving automotive aftermarket. Now, we want to hear your innovative product ideas during our SMP Always Innovating Challenge. To enter, simply visit our new product idea portal, which is accessible from the SMP Parts app or any SMP Engine Management brand website. Once there, tell us your new product idea in the appropriate field. Make sure to include the hashtag AlwaysInnovating. Our judges will review the entries and select the top five ideas for one of the corresponding prizes a Samsung 65-inch curved 4K TV, 
an Oculus Rift virtual reality system, an Apple Watch, a pair of Bose wireless headphones, or a Nintendo Switch. The contest runs from June 1st to August 31st. For more information, including the official rules, visit smpalwaysinnovating.com. Car talk, car culture, car tips, car music, all that is car. This is Wrench Nation. Well, all right, friends of Wrench Nation include Parts Authority, Super Stores, Nationwide Parts and Labor Warranty Programs, same-day delivery service and train problem-solving professionals, over 45 years of parts experience, all locations have huge warehouse size inventories that include all native starters and OE brands and more. The Parts Authority. Check out Parts Authority. Now, you guys thought I was bananas. I'm telling you the truth. Go on to Google right now and check it out. Oscar Meyer, they're getting down with some flying action. They just added a jetpack to the Wiener fleet. Come on. They didn't have a good enough time with that big rolling hot dog that we maybe, I hope you've seen it. It's pretty cool. But I'm telling you, the flying culture is coming. Greg Buckley was uh, with us, and he said, well, Frank, I think Elon Musk maybe go underground. I think so. It sounds safer for sure. Look, I thought to myself, you listening right now, who would get in one? Would plumbers get in? I'm thinking plumbers would get into it. Would photographers, you photographers, would you get in a flying car? You drifters, you guys are spinning around the track with all your point system. You drifters, I know you would get into a flying drone action, and you probably turn it into some drift action up in the air. I know you would. Now, mechanics, I know for a fact mechanics, you would get in. I think so. Now, what about you nurses? I think nurses, you may not get in a flying vehicle. You're conservative. Everything is methodic, along with you teachers. I think most teachers will not get into a flying vehicle. You know what? Here's the flip of the coin, though. Does the IT guy get in or no? I think IT people love every tech. They would get in, but they would vet, they would they would be checking everything. They would vet it. They would vet it. They would inspect it. They would they would do their pr- no. Well, that brings me to another question. And you guys join up. We got a few minutes left. Four eight zero six five five eighty eight seven zero. We always appreciate when you. You call in or text your information about the topic, uh, information meaning what's on your mind about flying vehicles, vessels, whatever you want to call it. But I'm thinking IT people definitely, software engineers, designers, all you computer family out there, you, you would check it out. You would test it. I think you'd take it apart at night and make sure it does really do what it says it's going to do. I think they would. I think it'd be the opposite. I think they would just kind of like let everybody do their thing and then just remotely control it. That way they're not in any danger. But, I mean, I think traffic is an issue. And I, and I wanted to do a show, you know, have fun with you guys on this whole flying car vehicle because it is a major conundrum. There isn't a single report. Like, you guys know when you read these reports about traffic, when's the last time you said, well, there's been a dip in traffic and things are getting better? Absolutely forget about it. That's not happening, especially my peeps out in L.A. where it's two hours just to get to somewhere. We got a caller on the yeah, line. Yeah, we got Brian on the line, and he's got a comment for us today. Brian, what's on your mind about these flying cars, partner? Uh, well, I just uh, had to say I am a software architect, and you're spot on. I would definitely jump in. but I, That's uh, what I'm feeling, Brian. You you wouldn't let anybody slide one by you? Nah, no way, man, but I would I would thoroughly vet that thing, and I probably would take it apart. Well, I mean, if you think about the twisting or oscillation of moving one of these aircrafts around, the yaw, we all know yeah. the yaw is kind of... You know, you got to increase, decrease motors on the diagonals. 
Uh, if you're, right. And, and so they're figuring it out. Like these engineers, I don't think it's like Disneyland tongue in cheek at this point. I think there's a serious <laughs> effort for a flying vehicle. Now, many are listening. Brian, what would be your recommendation in the design of one of these uh, flying vessels? I'd say making sure that the code itself, because it's got to be code heavy, has fallbacks on that. Uh, I know you mentioned the mechanical fallback to the motors and whatnot, but uh, code, once it's committed, it's old. So That's right. Uh, and, and being able, speaking of that, Brian, I love that because many wrenches listening, uh, automotive technicians, we all know that new F-150 has got over 100 million lines of code. How are we going to make things serviceable? I mean, if we're going way in the future, we right. have to be able to diagnose those sort of those controlled area networks, if you will. Absolutely. And that's uh, self-serving code, right, to keep it alive. And it has to have those fail-back checks. We, in our industry, we try to do three checks. That makes sense. I think you said the most important thing, keep me alive. (laughs) Hey, Brian, I got a flashlight. Do we uh, have you come by the station, or would you like to visit the garage, Desert Car Care, Chandler Dobson? Uh, I'd like to go to the garage. Yeah, come on by. I've got a flashlight. In fact, I've got a couple of extra uh, for the kids or family. We appreciate you calling the show. Thank you so much. Brian, let me put you on hold so you can get some of those details, okay? Sure. Okay. Yeah, so you guys listening, uh, Chandler and Dobson, Desert Car Care. Of course, we're connected with a bunch of garages all over the country. Uh, If you're not in our neck of the woods, we always want to make sure you're taken care of. And I got another announcement not related, and I am so excited uh, brother JD, my boy out of El Rey Garage down in uh, outside of Los Angeles. He's got Wrench Wars, people. You got to check this out. This is like the real deal. These are backyard builds. This is a competition. It's for the people, by the people. Check out Wrench Wars. They've got a season starting up again. The Blue Carlo Nation Wrench Wars TV. Uh, you got to check them out. I think you guys would really, really enjoy that show. These are real Builds, not something fancy, all respect to the fancy, but just the average individual with a build-off competition. Wrench Wars TV, check it out. Boy, oh boy, this show goes by so fast. You reach out us, uh, reach to us on uh, Wrench Nation Facebook. I get excited. I don't know. It's I love you people. You know how I do. I mean, I, I just love hanging with you guys every Wednesday and, of course, on the podcast. And by the way, KFNX, you hang out with us on Saturday morning. Uh, the show is replayed there. A uh, little bit of weird news real quick. If you've got a Lego car and you want to hang out and cruise around, you got tired of building the small cars in your little living room, and you went out and bought some big Lego, and you went out and said, you know what, I'm building a real Lego car, and you want to cruise around town, well, just be aware that the police are looking out for Lego cars. Uh, Lego Car Cruise was hanging out, and they got caught by the police. You can catch that video on MotorOne.com, our friends. I love hanging out with you guys and uh, appreciate you tuning in every week. As I tell you every week, be safe, hug each other, and never forget to hug a mechanic.